We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. JP is out there at practice. Going to check out what's going on and get some uh, information for us. We were going to kick off a segment today, but we're going to wait because he's not here right now. Uh, it's called What Did JP Do Wrong This Week? And uh, I know Lamont Jordan, was. Uh, he, he called me earlier today about something. And Lamont, I want you to definitely be ready next week to call us. And we're going to start off with that, what you said, because every time he bets on somebody that has a winning streak, he seems to derail them in a heartbeat. So we're going to push that back till next week. It'll be every Wednesday at 12. What did J.P. Finley do wrong this week? And I'm sure people have a lot of stuff. It's going to be one segment. We probably could do it about 20 segments. But right now, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have a lot of people that have uh, that want to talk to us, and we want to make sure we get to them. Uh, and since JP is out at practice, I'm going to go to the people. <laughs> Let's go to the people and start off with uh, Chris in Delaware. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Hey, what's happening, B. Mitch? I'm chilling, brother. Hey, look, you were spot on when you said that Ron is stubborn 101. <laughs> the the problem is Ron doesn't have the win equity to be like he is. He he comes off with this aura like he knows better than everybody else. That's okay if that's the aura and how you gonna come off towards people. But you gotta be smarter and better than everybody else if you gonna be that way. I look at the problems on this team, and a lot of the problems on this team are problems that he created. Number one, from the coaching aspect. Weekly, I see X's and O's issues. When we got called, when we got uh, defensive players and players from other teams talking about our schemes and breaking our schemes down and saying that they are uh, very elementary in public, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, personnel side, our biggest problem is our offensive line. Uh, I'm watching Morgan Moses play in Baltimore. Right, that's a, that's a Ron cast off. Yep. Uh, I'm watching Brandon Sheriff still do big things down in Jacksonville. That's a Ron cast off. I'm watching a future Hall of Famer playing left tackle in San Francisco. Um, that person was on our line. You can't convince me that that person, those individuals, and Eric Flowers, who's on somebody's couch somewhere, you can't convince me that they couldn't have given us better output than what we have. So the problems that I'm seeing from the smug guy in charge. That needs to change. He needs to change. Blow it all out. All right, man. Appreciate your call. And I think sometimes that's absolutely right. People got to understand that, you know, you may have one mindset, but if it ain't working, you got to change it up a little bit. Let's go to my buddy, Tailgate Ted. What's up, Ted? How you doing, brother? I've been better, B. How are you doing? I am doing well, man. I'm just – I'm frustrated, B. I mean, this whole coach-centric approach – is an absolute utter failure, and we're stuck in it as a fan base for a while. And if you just look at this in the long term, the best-case scenario for Heineke, if he starts Mm -hmm. and he does well, then his price tag goes up. So you're not doing the franchise any favors at that point if Heineke does do well, which I don't think he will. And then, worst case, you put Howell in, 
when we're already losing the game and your offense becomes one-dimensional at that point. So what do you really see? Because you give the Cowboys a chance to just pin their ears back and come after that young man when you have no true threat of a run game because your team's already down. All this shows me is why Rivera has only won three, only has three winning seasons in 12 years. That's all I'm seeing right now with everything that's transpired this week. And it's just so frustrating as a fan base because there was no end to this insight. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you call, Ted. And I think what you're looking at is the first call and also Ted call. You put those two together and you're finding out. People can have attitudes. Just like I was told by a coach at one point, you know, you can be like that as long as you're good. But once you start losing some of your, uh, your, your, your talents and your skill, they're going to get rid of you. And I think that's the whole thing that a lot of these coaches have to understand. You can be an ass to media. You can be an ass to fans and say all kind of stuff if you're winning. When you're not winning, you got to humble yourself. Like my dad told me, when you own your way up, respect people. Because guess what? They'll remember that when you're on your way down. And everybody's going to go up and down eventually. So, Ron, at this point, man, I would, I would say, hey, treat people a little different. I said this to people that were working in that in, over there before, and I, they asked me, what did I think they need to do? I said, you got to make people think you're giving them something. That's a simple thing when you come down to customer service. People, could, if they think you're giving them something, I don't care how much they're paying you, but if you give them anything and they can put a value on it, give them respect. That's the easiest thing to do. And then people will change the way they look at you. Everybody that's listening Inside those buildings, listen to me. Make people think you're giving them something. And sometimes you just got to humble yourself to do that. Let's go to Chantilly and check out Danny. What's up, Danny? How you doing? Hey, Brian. Big fan. Thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. How you doing, man? Uh, hey, look, uh, man, based on the, uh, the decisions and you know, on the field, off the field, the personnel, I don't even trust the staff to give a fair evaluation of Sam Allen. I got some advice for Ron. Call John Leahy and start packing, buddy. I right, appreciate the call. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, and I, I've asked that question several times, and I'm going to ask you all. I watch players, young players, first-year players. People get a, time, a chance to play, and they ball out. Why is it that we always feel everybody got to be perfect? Why, we, why is the message that? Well, they don't know the whole offense. They're not 100% ready. Who gives a damn? Can he go on the field 10% of the time, 25% of the time, and help us become a better football team? If he can do that, then you know what? We go to him. And I, I believe we have to go that direction now because right now, the way we've been doing things does not work. Let's go to Telly. What's up, Telly? How you doing, brother? How you doing, brother? How's the Redskins, man? What's happening with uh, you? I, I have to start, man. You know that that last call kind of stole my thunder. Um, you know, I, I, I I've been hearing the show. I understand. You know, want to see how play, but my thing under this system, how how wouldn't be given a fair assessment, not just by this team, by by the fans as well. Under under a inept offense that any quarterback. Uh, will find it hard to function in. Um, and as him being a rookie, he just, it's like a setup for, for failure. Now, what I would what I, what I would go for, if if this, oh, my goodness, if if this regime is still here next year, then I would say, okay, you, you have your quarterbacks. 
start the man from preseason or, you know, let him play the season out. The last time I heard somebody or, or people back that idea up was when they was trying to get Griffin out of here and they backed up Cousins. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. They never gave Heineke a chance under this crazy offense. And and and, and I will also say if Heineke was under a real uh, offensive coordinator like a Kyle, he, it, it'll be it'd be it'd be night and day, man. He'd be, but you gotta realize, so Jimmy, I understand uh-huh. that. I hear that part. I think he played 16, 17 games. I mean, sixteen games last year, and Heineke played okay. what nine nine games this year. He's done enough. Right. And then this is one thing I have to understand. This is professional football, right? Right. And has Scott done a great job, Carl? No. But no. eventually, the quarterback understands that he's not putting me in the best position. And then guess what? You don't have to throw the passes to certain people. You can look somewhere else and do some other things. So I, I, I believe players have to grab ownership of this thing. I've been saying that all year. I want to see certain players. I watch Terry. I watch John. Those guys have taken ownership of their own play. They don't do everything to a T that the coaches tell them. They know what will I, work. I agree with you, B. Mitch. But I, I will also counter with this. When when you have players that – um, approach the coach and voice their opinion. They seem to be off the team. If you notice, all the all, all the vets that were dogs, and I know people want to say, "Oh, we got to get rid of them because they age." If if you're playing at a high level, I don't give a damn what your age is. But they they seem to get strategically get rid of all the dogs and your vets out here that that would voice their opinion. So may, maybe that could be a reason, you know, that he he, he didn't speak up because he. Trying to save his job. Health and Redskins, brother. Right, I see the same thing. I, I see it a lot of times. Like guys that are I've I've said it. And like, listen, man. Coach Gibbs was challenged. But the guys respected him enough, and he also respected us to challenge him. Andy Reid was challenged. But he respected his players that came to challenge him enough to listen to him. No person knows every damn thing. Ron doesn't know it all. Jack doesn't know it all. Nobody knows everything. And especially if I am on the football field playing the position, and let's be real, most coaches that coach me did not play my position. So if I'm telling you what I'm seeing and you don't ever listen to it, what the hell make you think I'm going to give you 100% of my respect? So if I'm going to – I remember I had Bobby Jackson – Fussed at me because I didn't do some stuff he taught me from a book. I ran a touchdown. I told him, dude, listen, man, I advise you to get the hell out of my face because I'm not going to be the only person embarrassed. I'm at 10 years at that time. You're not going to talk trash to me, coach or not. If I had gotten tackled, I understand. But I ran a touchdown. Why? Because if I pressed the damn tackle like you told me, I'm tackled because they didn't block the end. I pushed it up on the center, went for a touchdown. Sometimes you got to do what happens. So I developed the mentality. I listen to all my coaches Monday through Saturday. On Sunday, I'm the coach. If you put me in a situation and I'm looking and I know that situation's not going to work, I have to adjust it. And if you work, uh, you work and you learn your craft and you learn what you're supposed to do, I think every player in this league should be able to do that. You don't do it all the time. But there are times that they give you a play that is not going to work because the defense has the perfect play to stop it. And you have to adjust it and do something else. Let's go to Drew in Columbia. What's up, Drew? How you doing, man? Hey, how are you doing? Happy New Year. Same to you, brother. Uh, I'm going to try to 
bring a little bit of optimism by, by going back to the big picture before drilling into to this week's game. And that is, you know, Dan is selling this team. And as a glass half full person, that's the best thing that could happen this year because it's the way this crap can stop happening, right? Because it gives us a chance to install a real organization with a real excellence at the top and the right balance of powers between GM and coach. And, uh, and until he's gone, some of this stuff doesn't get fixed. But if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, if you could have anything, I would have said, have Dan leave. So, so I still feel good about the year just for that um, with all this mess going on. However, what that means is we probably got Ron next year, at least at the beginning of the year, because it doesn't make any sense, as JP said, for um, to Dan to change coaches now because it's just money he has to spend for a team he's not going to own. So yeah. we're going to still have Ron, and that means, you know, what's the point of Sunday game? Well, for me, I mean, I always like to see him beat Dallas if they can, although I don't expect it. I do expect a great tailgate because, you know, it's the Cowboys, so we get Cowboy ribeyes and margaritas, and, and it should be not raining, so, so that's good. And then, uh, but really, Sunday's about what are you building on for the future? What's Ron trying to do next year? And that's where this who's the starting quarterback becomes a real problem. Because if they start Sam Howell, it's kind of obvious you're trying to see a guy and you hope that you might have something. If you start Taylor Heineke, I can't think of one good reason to start Taylor. We know what Taylor is. He's a decent backup, but he's not your starting quarterback. And frankly, the only reasons for starting Taylor are bad. Either it means Howell's not ready to play and shouldn't be on your team and you should have cut him. Or they're trying to embarrass Taylor you know, and, and put him out there for bad things to have. I can't see a good reason to put Taylor on that field as a starting quarterback. And, uh, and I'd be interested in, in your take on that. But, but, but knowing that Dan is likely not going to be the owner of this team next year at least makes me feel a little better. All right, man. Appreciate you calling. I, I, I just think that we know what Taylor is, just like you stated. And if you're going to have a guy on the roster, you wasted the draft, you, you, you used the draft pick for him, you should put him in a position to where you can see what he's got. See if he's grown. Everybody like to say, oh, man, that defense is good. Every damn defense in the league is good. Some just play more consistent and better with better chemistry than others. Everybody's a professional athlete. I don't care if you're a guy in the league at 35 or 45 like, like uh, Tom Brady or a guy who's 20 or 21. Everybody is judged on the same scale. You deal with that and you keep moving forward. Go to James in uh, D.C. What's up, James? How you doing, brother? Hey, B Mitch, happy New Year, brother. Same to you, man. You know, I was listening to all these other callers, and they all we all seem to be in locked up. I think one thing I wanted to bring up, and I, I really appreciated your passion the way you challenged uh, was a Logan Paulson who was on earlier with you know who do we start? You know, we we seem to have a lack of urgency on that coaching staff. That's kind of how I look at it, like the idea that you want to put someone in into a perfect uh, scenario for them to succeed. That's not what the NFL is. If the NFL if anything, what you know is that when you get dropped in there, you in there, you swim with the sharks in the NFL. So you need to be able to either sink or swim. It's you know survival of the fittest. So I don't really, I agree with you. Like put him in there and see what he can do. But on top of that too, what makes me worry about the idea that he's not ready? Wasn't he the backup when Wentz was hurt? So like if he yep. wasn't ready, <laughs> we're in a playoff run trying to make a push for the playoffs, and these next four games matter without Wentz. And you got him as a backup, he's not ready, and you're not gonna sign a veteran. Not, to me, like the lack of urgency. The, the flip-floppy and, and the flip-floppy nature of the way they say one thing and then do another, it does it just doesn't add up for me. And it's very frustrating as a fan to see those inconsistencies play out week after week, year after year. 
All right, man. Thanks, James. Take care, man. B, I just went and watched a little bit of practice. Let, let's, um, let's get that when we get back. Well, I, I tell you this. We're all very worried about the quarterback situation. Uh-huh. I, think it is, I think it is far from written in stone based on just watching a little bit of the reps there. Yeah. Um, but something we should be worried about that we're not discussing, they had two running backs practicing right there, and it was Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson. And I, I was kind of clear earlier in the week that anybody with a, a little bit of injury stuff, I don't expect them to play. So I, I'm not expecting Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson to play this week. And um, whoever your quarterback is, the uh, the running back sure helps, don't you think? The running back helps. I just think the offensive line helps more. So if they haven't done anything, if they plan the offensive lineman that's been playing and don't help them, then the the coaches, are they should get arrested for uh, endangerment to to offensive players. Well, uh, Chris Paul, a I want to say seventh round rookie that hasn't played yet this year, was getting starting work with the starting offensive line at left guard, and Sam Cosme was back at right tackle. So I do think you're going to see some youth on that offensive line. It's it's going to be a hell of an interesting week. Um, Let's talk with our guy Ben White from Politico when we return. We will definitely be taking Ron Rivera live when he addresses the media, likely around 1.30, about an hour from now. Plenty to discuss. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On B. Mitchell Finley. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Obviously a crazy day in Washington, but aren't they all? And we're not even talking to the vote about the new Speaker of the House, whatever the hell's going on over on the Hill. And we're going to leave that right where it's at. Leave that into the, we politi- do. the political uh, shows. We always do. Right now, we have our friend Morning Money Ben. Ben White joins the program every week to tell us about the commanders and the intersection of cash in the United States. Ben, um, I don't know. I imagine you're busy as hell today with this Speaker of the House stuff going on. Have you been able to see what's going on possibly with the commanders at quarterback for week 18? And what do you think mm-hmm. should be the plan for the commanders at quarterback in week 18? Yeah, you know, I want to answer that question by saying, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't really <laughs> make it to me at all. Um, who starts? I mean, I'd, I'd start Heineke definitely um, because he's better of the two options. Um, but not well, what, a great you're not option. thinking about the rookie. You're not thinking about oh, Sam Howell. Oh, yeah. I See, I don't even know anything about him. What's his name again? Sam Howell. Sam Howell, fifth rounder yeah, out of North not? Carolina. See what, see what he's got. Why not roll him out? You know, I mean, what, what would they be afraid of uh, other than, you know, he has a horrible experience and gets decimated and throws six interceptions? I guess that's possible, but it doesn't, it's a meaningless game. Uh, maybe you learn something, get him some reps and live action. And, and why wouldn't you? I think you tweeted that, uh, JP. Maybe, Brian, I'm not sure. Somebody, one of you suggested that, and that makes perfect sense to me. Like, uh, at least it's something worth tuning in for. Like, I, if he started, I might watch it just to find out. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? Like, I'm done with these guys for the season and disgusted by them. And, and all I'm thinking about right now really is, um, you know, the horrific injury uh, that Tamar suffered the other night. And that's kind of top of my mind. And the, the commanders are, 
uh, along second or third, and uh, you know my disgust just sort of percolates uh, below the surface. But uh, it would be cool to see the the rookie. So let's talk then. If a lot of folks are kind of locked in on this weekend, but it's totally understandable if you're not and and just not really interested in it. But but that said, go, going forward. This team was seven and five week thirteen yeah. at Giant Stadium, and now they're seven eight and one and eliminated from the playoffs. What do you make of the collapse, and and what would you like to see done about it? Well, I mean, and this is the big problem. A lot needs to be done about it. I mean, it's unacceptable uh, from a coaching perspective. Um, you know, I think you. Think seriously about moving on from Rivera. Uh, I think that's the thing to do that, that most organizations would do now, given uh, you know the tenure that he's had and the re- uh, results that he's produced. And he's responsible for the Wentz signing, which was an epic disaster. And obviously, uh, Scott Turner, you'd want to move on from uh, on the offense because I think the play calling has just been bad. You know, he's just not doing the job well. Um, and maybe he needs to, to do it somewhere else. But with the ownership up in the air, like nobody knows who's going to own this team as of, you know, February or March or sorry, not maybe they're not that early, but sometime in the late spring or summer. Uh, so really nothing much uh, can happen between now and then until that's resolved. So um, I would think if that happens and ownership changes, the new ownership would bring in, you know, entirely new coaching staff, general manager, coordinators, all the rest of it. And frankly, I think that would probably be a good thing. I mean, this crew um, just hasn't gotten it done. And that kind of collapse, you know, when it gave everybody hope. And they had some imminently winnable games to get in the playoffs. You know, the giant tie and the Cleveland loss uh, got to be to a significant degree on coaching and coaching decisions. So I'd say fire everybody, but it's, we're just in a holding pattern until we find out who the owner is. In situations like this where you see new ownership coming in, is it any possibility that the new ownership and old ownership can have a, you know, a understanding like uh, we need, we want you to do this, we'll take care of the payment, but we need you to right. get rid of them now and we'll, and we'll come in with our guys? Is, that has, does yeah. that happen ever? Yeah, yeah, it can happen. I mean, I don't know specifics of how it has happened in NFL deals, but it happens in Wall Street-related uh, uh, asset sales all the time that the buyer, as part of a concession, uh, agrees to pay out some of the liabilities of the seller. In this case, it was, you know, contracts for coaches or whomever. Um, you know, who knows what, what anybody winds up doing uh, in a final deal. But, yeah, it's absolutely possible that – the arrangement could be both, you know, cash plus um, uh, considerations on salary and other uh, liabilities they're taking on that they will pay those off uh, in order to, you know, bring in their own people. Like, I, it's just hard for me to imagine a new owner not wanting to completely install a new set of folks. It'd be different if they were a winning team with uh, going in the right direction with an answer at quarterback or any of those things, but they don't have that, and they're not a team going in the right direction. They have no answer at quarterback. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see that be part of the deal. Um, we're talking with our friend Ben White from Politico, chief economic correspondent. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben. Um, speaking of the sale, Ben, I, I, I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week. Uh, the Washington Post reported that on a, I believe it was on a tax form, but on some kind of official government document, Dan Snyder listed England. He listed Great Britain as his usual country of residence. Mm. I, you, you. You understand this billionaire yeah. world, like right. is that odd? Does that mean anything? 
is that it's like really a- odd. Uh, it's really odd in particular because it's not like the UK itself is a tax haven. You know, it's not known as one of those places you would right. register. You're a very high tax country. Um, you know, there's uh, Ireland and different questions about, you know, tax shelters there, but not the UK. Um, you know, it would make sense if it were, uh, you know, uh, Bermuda or the Caymans or something like that, where he was sheltering income from taxes. I, I don't know why he would do it uh, in the UK. And as far as I know, it's not the case. I mean, I'm not down there, so I don't follow his comings and goings uh, all the time. But it seems to me he's pretty much, you know, in Virginia or in the country uh, most of the time. So yeah. that's the British thing surprising to me was there did he offer or the team offer any explanation for why that was um because it is odd I, I didn't connect him to the uk at all in any way because he was uh, he was he was in the when he was gone from here he was in the water then it wasn't in england <laughs> yeah he was just uh yeah who knows but yeah that's really odd um and and one would think you generally people change their official domicile uh, for tax purposes, why Tiger Woods and half of the, you know, uh, super wealthy world uh, maintains official Florida residences because they have no income tax. Uh, right. So that's why they do that. Um, and, and then, you know, you can uh, get a corporation located wherever you want. Um, U.S. trying to crack down on that and reshore stuff uh, to, you know, get the tax base uh, shored up. But, yeah, short of um, him, like, thinking uh, – you could date Meghan Merkel or something. I don't know why he uh, would be <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> I don't think she. Yeah, it, it was kind of strange when I heard. It. I'm like, well, why? Wait, yeah, I have yeah, heard a, a bunch of kind of rumor stuff, but that he is moving to London, lives in London. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I yeah. think his dad held dual citizenship or something. Uh, well, um, there you go. He has I, I, I don't know that, but I've heard that kind of stuff. Well, maybe that's his. You know, next step is uh, evolution as a billionaire to destroy uh, a once wonderful NFL franchise and uh, crush the dreams of uh, millions of people and make somebody like me pass it on to their son who texted me yesterday. Um, I'm done with uh, the commanders. I don't care about them anymore. And I took that as, you know, he, he was given up on the team. And I said this very, you know, kind of, uh, emotional text, like I totally understand. You know, I'm a fan for life because of my dad, and uh, I wouldn't want to, you know, bequeath that to you because you know you never even got the glory years. Like I grew up in the '80s and, and early '90s, so I had the the Bemis years and, and the Gibbs years. Uh, you didn't have that, but what he really meant was he was really just concerned with the Buffalo player, and for the moment didn't care about the Commanders. That he wasn't jumping ship, so he stuck with them like I am. But anyway, um, I don't even know where I started that. Uh, uh, I, and, and you might have to you might have to tell him go ahead, man. You may somebody may. Think yeah, I said, look, if you want to dump dump them and not suffer for this from this, you will not hurt me. I mean, a little. It would be sad because I'd be the last in the line, really. Um, but uh, I would not blame him for it. I would not fault him for it uh, because, you know, they've just frustrated me for 30 years now. I'm just hard to believe. But uh, true with the occasional, you know, uh, one trip to the playoffs here and there and being our only reward, like it feels like. You know, we're the Jets now. Yeah, jeez. Oh, Way to rub it in there. I mean, I'd uh, rather be the Jets. Frankly, yeah, I'd way the, rather be the Jets. They've got the Jet, way I mean, more upside. They also need a quarterback. Um, they do. Talking You're with right. Ben White from Politico. Last one on the sale because, you know, I, I recognize you don't know this specific situation. But right. with an asset like this, and maybe a pro sports team is different than a lot of other ones, um, What's a typical timeline? You know, they officially announced yeah. this thing in early November. 
Um, the, the Broncos sale, which seemed to be a lot cleaner, took about yeah. like six months. Mm-hmm. Even compare this yeah. to other sales of this magnitude. Yeah, I mean, six months seems like a reasonable time frame. I mean, you know, some of this is a little bit slowed down by the holidays. Obviously, nobody was really doing much over that period. But now we're, you know, smacking the new year and people back to work and, and, and doing deals. So one would assume if uh, the asset is still on the box, which it seems like it is, that uh, I think it was Morgan Stanley, right? That's the advisor. Uh, yeah. We'll be holding Oh, BOA, sorry. Yeah, I was to associate Morgan Stanley with Snyder because of uh, uh, my story about him being a horrible uh, boss and, and demanding positive ratings from Morgan Stanley. So anyway, BOA. Uh, I want to hear about be, that story. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another time. But yeah, he tried to get me fired from the Washington Post over that story. Uh, wow, for real? Told, he, I think you told that story yeah. to us before, yeah. I think well, I did might, once. Yeah, he called might up need an down. update on it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, a very quick version of it. He was a guy who would say to investment banks, you can't have any of our underwriting business unless you give us a positive rating on your stock. Terrible practice. Got blown up. It's illegal now. Well, he was a horrible offender, and I was exposing it and wrote about it. And he called up Glenn Downey, his executive was like, it's wrong. You know, you, you got to fire this guy or you run the story, you lose access to the team. All his usual BS that he never followed through on. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, six months is reasonable. This is complicated by you know, having to get through whatever ownership meetings there are. Uh, but there's no reason if there's an active wanting the buyer who wants to buy it, like Bezos or somebody else, that they couldn't get it done, um, you know, by by late spring, early summer, uh, and then roll into training camp and all the rest of it with new ownership. I'm not saying it will happen in that time frame because it's a little complicated, but it could, certainly. I mean, it could happen even faster than that. If you have a really willing buyer and seller, uh, they can come to terms pretty fast. I, uh, I don't get to say this to a lot of people, but as somebody who has also had people call up my bosses and try to get me fired, that is one of the most uncomfortable feelings in the world, and you always really support when you get backed up by your bosses. Oh, man, um, I so-, so backed up. Len <laughs> called me and said, hey, yeah, you know, I talked to Dan Snyder uh, about this thing. He was sort of laughing, and he just asked me two questions. Um, is the story accurate? Yeah. I said, were you fair? Yeah. He said, okay, we'll run it. That was it. I love it. Uh, but two, and I don't, I don't, I've said this to be privately, I think. I don't know if I've said this on the radio. I, I don't believe this thing's going to Bezos. I, I, I just think. Yeah. Um, Did he own too much? Yeah. I, dude, Dan would have, uh, people ignore that Dan still has some control in this situation. That, yeah, that sure. He controls the, the sale here. Um, and, yeah. and speaking with a number of people with the league, like the league's not involved in this thing. It's Dan agrees to the sale. And uh, I was the league I, telling you, I talked to somebody last night that I know works for the league. The league's involved. Yeah. They lying to you. I mean, they well, vetted me, the but like that, that, that they want, they'll force the sale if they have to, but yeah. they don't want to. Right. That's it. And, and, and they don't want to deal with a whole bunch of legalities and, and yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't believe Bezos is going to be the owner of this thing. Yeah. Um, you mean because Snyder doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's just a lot of complicating factors there. And, and I would start with, with Dan doesn't want to sell it to him. Yeah. Um, no, you could be very, very right about that. I mean, it makes perfect sense from a like, uh, guy who has all the money in the world and could do nice things with the team and seems to be interested. But yeah, if Snyder's not that, that complicates things greatly <laughs> and could force um, it into an illegal situation. Ben, thank you for the time, dude. Always appreciate you it. Got Always it, good to hear from yeah. you. You too, brothers. Take it easy. All right. That is our guy, Ben White. Give him a follow at Morning Money Ben. Now, 
One o'clock, Tim Murray joins us. We're going to talk some betting. And <clears> at one thirty, roughly, we're going to take Ron Rivera live from Ashburn. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new players or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for the games coming up this week. And uh, that's next to nice game. It's tomorrow night. You can go with the quarterback over passing yards. You can go with the running back anytime touchdown. And how about the over on the total point scored? Same game probably is just one of the reasons why I bet with FanDuel. They're easy to use. They have live betting. My friends love to use it, and you have fast withdrawals. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code BRIAN for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code BRIAN. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Going through all the stuff that has transpired here from Carson Wentz starting last week and looking deplorable to coming back this week, and we heard earlier today that it was going to be Taylor Heineke starting. And then we started to hear some other little reports coming out that that wasn't written in stone. But you know what? At this point, I just think that the quarterbacks that have played all year, you know what they're about. Uh, the coach discussed looking for quarterback one. I was just reading this thing from a guy saying that he, he believed that Taylor can be quarterback one. And I was just asking this question. It hadn't happened yet. What makes him think somebody's going to go and do it? I remember who was the quarterback that got drafted, came out of high school, but like 20. At a college, about twenty-eight years old. Wanky, Wanky, yeah. He's <laughs> Chris not. Wanky, he's not Chris Winky. And then how long did that work? So ultimately, I just think that it's it's passed by him. And, and people say things are fixable. The consistent arm strength, I don't know if that's fixable or not. At this point, when you're younger, they can start teaching you things or whatever. But after you get to thirty years old, close to thirty. You know I'm just stuck in what you're going to be for the most part. So I'm just – I I just don't have no idea of wanting this. That's why I like JP right there. I, don't know, I have no idea of wanting to see what I've already saw. I just want to see something I haven't seen, and then next year we'll figure out what we have to go there. Um, yeah, I mean, the cube – the B I, – I, I've coined this term, I call it the quarterback abyss, because uh-huh. that's just where Washington lives, right? Like, we, it, it, we just exist in the quarterback abyss, where you have no idea how deep the water is, but every time you try to find out, it just keeps getting deeper. And I, I don't know how they fix it. I mean, if you like Derek Carr, cool, but you've already given up pieces to acquire Wentz. Do you want to give up more pieces? Is is a veteran really the right person to come in and turn this thing around? Um, you know, depending what happens Sunday, maybe you crack all the way up to like 10 or 11 in the draft. Um, if you win, which I don't think they will, but if they win on Sunday, they could fall as far back as, as 20 or 22. Um, you know, are are there quarterbacks to like in this draft? Sure. But there's quarterbacks to like in every draft. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. last year, dude, I would considering what we've seen from Kenny Pickett at this point, 
<laughs> I think Steelers fans have something to be encouraged about, they right? Do. They do. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny. I often bring this story up um, with my wife, and because the Chargers and Justin Herbert happen to be on TV, like they seem to be on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football a lot. So my wife has oddly watched a lot of Chargers games with me, and she always asks of Herbert, she's like, why couldn't we get this guy? And I was like, well, you know, they decided to draft Chase Young, and um, at the time I think it was the right call, and she, she, she's pointed this out repeatedly. She's like, yeah, you know, if Herbert landed in Washington, they'd probably mess it up anyway. And I think there's some thought to that, man. Like there's, there's an organizational lack of quarterback development that predates Ron Rivera, predates Jay Gruden, predates Mike Shanahan. I, I mean, it, it's been happening forever. We played the clip yesterday. Landfield, do you have the, the Married with Children clip from 1994 readily available? Like you talk about the quarterback abyss. We're talking about 1994 people were making these jokes. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Let's hear this. This is from 1994, damn it. Here we are, boys. City of brotherly love. <laughs> now that's Philadelphia. Well, what's Washington? A team without a quarterback. <laughs> that was 1994, B. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> um... So, yeah, I mean, fixing the quarterback position remains by far the most important. I do think they're going to have to fix – I do think they're going to have to fix their offensive line. Um, I think there's some stuff that has to happen. And, and I, I, you know, I'm expecting when we hear from Ron and say it's 45 minutes or so, I, I think Ron is going to – the initial report this morning came from Jeremy Fowler. There were people – saying that it was going to be Heineke and then it was going to be Howell. Now it seems like that's much more up in the air. Um, maybe they will go with Howell the whole game. But, you know, it, offensively it looks like they're going to start Chris Paul at left guard. Um, it's my understanding if Sadiq Charles can get cleared out of concussion protocol, maybe he'll go at right guard. I, I, you'll probably still see Trey Turner, but, I, I you know, I, I'm excited to see a rookie quarterback. Um, to Logan Paulson's point earlier, I don't know if this is an ideal situation for him, but to what you've said, B, like very rarely do people get ideal entrances in the NFL. Yeah, you don't. You know, I, I've I've seen, and I know the quarterback position is the one that we we're talking about, but it it it's tough for any position to kick into it. You know, think about when when you got offensive linemen; they're normally they come in as a rookie and they're going against defensive linemen that's been in the league four or five, maybe ten years. Grown as men. And they gotta go out there. That's a difference. Okay? The young, strong guy going against the, the grizzled vet, who's strong as hell too, who has all the tricks of the trade. Flip it over, the offensive lineman. You know, he may be going we got the new defensive guy comes in. He's used to playing against all the guys in college, but he doesn't understand that, that offensive lineman right there is Trent Williams. He runs like a four eight forty. He never seen nothing like that before. You know, but you 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 get these inopportune times. But I think when the sooner you get into action, the quicker you begin to learn exactly how to handle this thing and what you what you have to do. Well said there. Let's do this. Um, our guy Tim Murray joins us from Vizen next on the MetQL guest line. Can't wait to talk to Timmy. Ron Rivera live about one thirty. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to B Mitch and Finley.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.